Hey everybody, welcome to the Rockpile Talkpile, the official podcast of Colorado Rockies subreddit. Uh, it's Sunday, April 8th. Uh, I'm Zach, otherwise known as Uzatch17. We got John. What's up guys? John, J Foster 15 Jason. Hey guys, I'm Jason, username JSA17. And Evan's back with us. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. It's uh, Evan, username Legacy3233. Yeah, we're talking about how we're going to rename the podcast to the Rockpile Walk-Off Walkpile. I like it. Rebrand. Yep. It's, it's not too wordy at all. Print the t-shirts. <laughs> wordy. Print the t-shirts. Jason, you were saying about Walk-Off Walks. What was our stat? That the uh, the last three Rockies Walk-Offs have come via a walk. So um, walk-off walks aren't something you see happen all that often. And the last three times the Rockies have walked off, it's been due to a walk. It's like the most awkward walk-off. One of the most awkward feelings. Like, we, we did it! Kind Yay. of. <laughs> Could always be the Padres, though. Just, it was nice to see up. that it was it was Tony Walters. I know we all have such a big soft spot for Tony Walters. So even if it wasn't like... He didn't. I mean, he didn't get a hit, but he stood there and mm-hmm. stayed in and took four pitches and got the walk. I mean, I was happy to see that it was Tony Walters. I that think that Tony Walters bunt is my favorite play of the season so far. <laughs> it wasn't great, but it just was all kinds of heart. That How belly flop the, uh, slide. Well, yeah, to- Tony's <laughs> definitely like Tony's definitely the heart player of the team. It feels like he's just such a good dude, and everybody loves him so much. Can we I'm, just rename him Rudy Walters? <laughs> oh, I'm no. curious of his relationship with Cargo because it, like, I got the vibe that they're buddies, and I'm yeah. just really curious about that because they kind of couldn't be more opposite in my mind, but they seem like they get along. <laughs> yeah, Cargo's got all this natural ability, and Tony has to work really hard for everything. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Right. But they look like they were like their their rapport in that post game. I think even you guys saw Cargo was talking to Tony Will. Uh, Billy was trying to interview him, and you can really hear what he said. But it looked like they're they have some sort of friendly relationship, which is good. That's nice. nice. There's some nice things about there's some nice things about baseball, you know. 2018, half nice, half not nice. <laughs> and so yeah, five and five so far, it fits. Half. Hey, <laughs> we're not a losing team. I would I will take our current record over the Padres right now. Right. <laughs> Oh, and also for the Dodgers. Yeah, what's with the Dodgers? Or the Marlins. The Marlins lost Mm. yesterday, what, like 22 to (laughs) 1? It was like 17 runs by the fourth inning. Yeah, it was was bad. Two grand slams in the game. In one inning. I I guess the the positive that came out of that game is that Gabe Kapler didn't have to try to use his bullpen. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't have mattered anyways. (laughs) Um, Everybody hates Gabe Kapler. He is not off to a great start. I think so I the love Rockies, him just because he's different, and it makes me happy. Oh. <laughs> At least it's the Phillies. I just I don't like the Phillies. Um, so really the Rockies so them. far have the twenty second highest uh, WRC plus in the majors, um, and so yeah, I mean it's that offense thing that we talk about. Yeah, I mean we're glad to be five and five, but the offense is not. And that's probably not up. recording today's data, which is going to make it even worse. Right, that'll drop it. Um, the Dodgers are twenty sevens. If that makes you guys feel any better, hey. it does actually. <laughs> Today was just such a poor overall offensive showing. So I was I was talking with somebody earlier. It's like really the only people worth mentioning are Story and Nolan. It was just such an unpleasant affair. And so what else is really weird is the Indians are 29th. Yeah, and they should be they should be higher. I mean, it's it's 
it's still small sample size, but we are starting to get. I mean, we've played ten games now, so you're starting to move into the season and played. Need to yeah. needs to come up. I, I think showed up is a better word for some of those games. We sure were there on the field. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny, real quick. So you said it, it's not too weird to me that the Indians are 29th. Um, because they hit a similar kind of slump as the Rockies did last season, not nearly as long, but where they were just not scoring runs and not getting stuff done. Um, so I'm not 100% surprised, especially when they didn't have a whole ton of changes in their lineup, much like the Rockies did. But, you know, they're they, still better they, than that. Yeah, the, the Indians kind of... I mean, they do... Their, their pitching is strong, so I guess that can get them... The only reason that we're actually that high even is we have 13 home runs. Yeah, a lot of them solo shots too, which is unfortunate. A lot of them. Well, this is the same, that's the same kind of thing that was happening last year. It's just, hey, home runs are great, but when they're a solo shot, it's not really doing much. Do you know another pretty bad statistic is our uh, our base running metric so far is negative 2.3. Dead last in the league. Well, well no, no, no. We're tied with the athletics, so yes, but <laughs> so dead last in the league. Yes. Yeah, dead with exactly last. with exactly who you always want to be tied with the A's. Yeah, especially after their offensive output today. Yeah. So how do you how are we supposed to feel about this whole Braves series? Because the Braves have been playing much much better than everybody else in the league, or is it just they've been facing us and we've been underplaying? I, just I think it's a mix of both. Oof. I think the Braves are sneaky good. I mean, Dansby Swanson looks good so far. That Ozzy Albies kid is fun to watch. Um, I mean, their pitching has been good. They've scored the most. I think. I think even now they've still scored the most runs in baseball by a pretty wide margin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the. I think the Braves are better than people are giving them credit for right now. And that that could be because they're a team full of young guys that nobody's seen, and so people haven't adjusted to them yet, and maybe it all crashes sure. to earth. But right now they're playing pretty good baseball. On opening day, I was looking at their lineup. Their um, six through eight hitters were all batting four hundred or higher, which again, batting average, small sample size, but you got to hit the ball. And yeah, I mean they're doing that so far, and I know it, it stinks to lose to a young team, but that's a yeah. young team. I mean, Freddie Freeman is one of the best play- baseball players in. I mean, he's one of the best. Marquez is good. Um, I mean, like I said, that Alves, that Ozzy Albies is fun to watch. Inciarte is a good player. I mean, they they have good guys on their team and right now they're making it work i think isn't marcakis one of the oldest guys in their batting court right now marcakis debuted in 2006 and i only know that because the other day i thought to myself god marcakis has been around forever and i looked it up yeah. so he's been around well, he, since he was the 2006. Uh, 2003 draft class i think and yeah i mean he's he's in his 30 he, he came up when he was 22 i think it was so i think he's 34 but, but 34 he's, he's old, good but he's, there's yeah. a reason he's still around yeah yeah he uh he's there and he's doing they're all kind of doing well it's it's interesting to watch that team yeah um nick marquez has a 140 wrc plus so far in the season freddie freeman has a 236 wrc plus so far in the season. freddie freeman's killing it i mean it's not just freddie freeman either i mean everybody on that team has been killing it yeah i mean it, yeah that would help that Marquez so it's so shaky to start. That's and that's what I was going to mention about this Brave series is I just kinda wanna throw that first game out. Home opener, jitters for Marquez for Marquez. It's cold as heck out there. That mm-hmm. kid's probably never even been in that kind of weather, let alone pitched. So I don't really care about the first game. The last two games, yeah. not a huge fan of how we played, because I thought we should have lost yesterday's game and we did lose today's game, and we also deserve to lose today's game. 
Yeah. I blame all of our losses on things that weren't the Rockies' fault. Charlie Colson. Well, not exactly that. (laughs) I'm going outside of baseball for a second. Let's talk about how they ran out of Rocky Mountain po'boys before the game started. Zach's very upset about this. I'm very upset about that. You advertised that you should have it. I heard they were really good, too. I heard they were really good. Yeah, Zach was super hyped to try one. (laughs) I was super hyped to try one. Then in the opening game, they they show the whole, this is our new screen, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be great. And we lost a half inning or an inning of screen because it glitched out continued to glitch the denver post showed that we were actually uh the citizens bank park there was that weird audio problem on sunday during and at that and then at&t root sports was showing spring training 2018 so it's not the rockies fault it's everybody else's fault well last night when uh walters had his walk off walk they changed the score to four to two so we apparently scored two runs on a walk why not they're all over the place. <laughs> but I got to go back to Charlie Culberson because why? Okay. Charlie Culberson why? Why was he awful. Exist? He was why awful. Does he and now, exist? He, now he just murders us. Mm-hmm. Like, literally everything it. about the Charlie Culberson trade's bad. We signed Marco Scudero, who was bad for us. We traded mm-hmm. him to the Giants for Culberson. He helps the Giants he win the World free. Series. Culberson's bad for us. We release him. He goes to the Dodgers and then hits a walk off home run. And Vin Scully's serious. last game against Jeez. us to effectively end our 2016 season. I wasn't was, totally upset that he did it I when was. he hit that walk off. I mean, I was I upset, was. but the fact that it was Vin Scully's last game kind of made me go, "All right, yeah, yeah." But why did there are those like the San Diego brothers who always used to murder us? Oh, Matt Kemp and Will Myers. Oh well, kind of. But uh, the Harrisons. Older than that. Yes, the Harrisons. Harrisons. So co- among teams that Culberson has played. He's got the highest OPS against Baltimore, but he's played in one game against Baltimore. It's um, not a small He's got an eight he's got an eight fourteen OPS against the Rockies in the twelve games he's played against them. And then and then after that it drops down to like six hundred and below for every other team that he's played against. It's like his sole <laughs> focus in life is just to destroy the Rockies. Just to be good against that us. seems to happen with <laughs> a lot of guys the, that we let go of though. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean oh, Shane God. Shane Carl was deemed not good oh, enough to be with the Rockies. And uh, here he is with the Braves, and he's doing fairly well. Well, so. also, didn't he just face Ian Desmond, though? Yeah, which helps your numbers out a lot. <laughs> Unless you're in Petco Park, then that hurts your numbers. And talk about a guy that fell back to earth at a pretty <laughs> quick pace. Uh, everyone so, on the sub for Ian was, you know, five games in a row doing really well. Everyone on the sub was like, oh, we love Ian Desmond now and his new mustache, and it's so great. And then, oh. Boy, wow! This well, uh, there was a lot of talk of like, see, this is what Desmond's like when he's healthy, and I was mm-hmm. so reserved on that just because. Uh, we, I mean, we've talked about it over and over and over, but well, Desmond his has, knee got banged up. He's always been that way, but everyone was so excited about, well, yeah, his here's healthy Desmond, and now you know, healthy here's, Desmond has here's a, healthy yeah, Desmond also. Yeah, healthy let's Desmond start, has a seventy six WRC plus on the season. Let's start playing a game called Who Am I Talking About? Ooh, uh, at home. These are small sample sizes. At home, zero for seven, two strikeouts, two walks, one run. I feel like it'd be Ooh. too obvious to say Ian Desmond. No, it's not Ian Desmond. It's actually a great player. A great Nolan Arenado. Other great player. Charles DJ? Blackman. Charlie Blackman does not have a hit yet, but he's only played two games. Super small sample size. Other small sample size, 0 for 12 with five strikeouts. That's got to be Desi. That's Ian Desmond. Damn, yeah. Zach. It's just, I know it's a small sample size, but that's almost a 50% strikeout rate. 
That's nice, huh? It's well, nice. I mean, you combine that with small sample size season so far, but his ground ball rate has gone up from what it was, <laughs> it was like, last season. Okay. It's just something? like... It's insane. I don't. I, I mean, we'll never understand how you sign a ground ball hitter to a, a five-year deal to play at Coors Field. It never will make sense. It makes no sense. And then if you think about, so like off the top of your head, you think about Carlos Gonzalez, and you think that he's had a really rough start to the season, and he has, but he has a higher WRZ plus than Desmond has so far. And when you think of car- Cargo, you don't think of good things right now. No. And he's better than Ian Desmond. <laughs> as long as he's not facing a lefty, like if we do, you want to talk about today's game? The, the the shutout at home. Do we want to talk about that? <laughs> not Do really. Not? How about Shohei Otani, well, guys? Yeah, we should there talk was like, more about Otani. <laughs> I would love to talk about Shohei Otani. I've got his jersey hanging in my closet here. Oh, Damn, wow. I'm gonna steal that from He's you. Got a lot to show you. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not the Angels jersey. It's his Hokkaido jersey. That makes it even better. Nice. So is so, he still is he still pitching right now? No. no I think yeah. he's done. He's done. I think I think the quick hits from the Sunday game we got shut out because we only had a couple of base runners against a guy who is a what a top hundred prospect last year. Yeah, Shaw Newcomb, who had a FIP uh, fielding independent pitching of four point one nine last year with an ERA plus of ninety seven, making him average ish. But that was his first year, so maybe Shaw Newcomb's actually supposed to be a good pitcher. I mean, that was the Braves' rebuild strategy was just get as many starting pitching high-level starting pitching arms as possible, knowing half of them were going to break. So they just mm-hmm. amassed as many as they could. And then we got... We faced Annabelle Sanchez. Who is awful. But we made Last year, awful. he had a, a fielding independent of 5.33. The 1.6 whip, basically. Look at the year before. Uh, please tell me about the year before 2016? That. Yes, please. 2016 was better. 5.06. 1.4. What was there was one year he was terrible. That was last year, five point three three. Oh, I thought it was worse than that. Ignore me. It's fine. It's just when somebody gives up twelve hits per nine, and comes to Coors Field. Well, he was giving up the hits. We just were leaving everybody on. Left on base numbers are high again this year. Again, and it's I mean we not complained, complained we and complained about it last year, and it's already back. Yeah, we didn't do anything about it. Although today, I guess there were only four guys left on base. Four, le- four left on base, lowest of the season. But there we go. You, know, you can't New strategy. Uh, you can't yeah. leave people on base if you're not getting on base. Because <laughs> Newcomb sat down 16 in a row, nine yeah. on the strikeout after the end of the first inning, starting with an Ian Desmond strikeout to end the first inning, Shocker. and then Rockies did not have a base runner through the sixth. So finally, we started getting stuff done in the seventh and having base runners. But that is. Uh, shoot, I know Newcomb's supposed to be, you know, top 100 prospect. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's going to be good, but we made him look incredible. At Coors. At Coors. At Coors. It's, yeah, it's the, I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's the first time that uh, the Braves have shut out the Rockies at Coors since 97. Mm-hmm. And the last guy to do it was uh, Greg Maddox. So well, we made Sean, New- we made Sean, was it Tom Glavin? It might have been yeah. Glavin. It was either Glavin or Maddox, but we made Sean Newcomb look like either Glavin or Maddox. So, when we talk about the offensive lineup today, it was a lot different. I enjoyed trying DJ at leadoff. I'm not great with Ionetta hitting second, though, if that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. Just not speedy enough. I mean, 
Iannetta's whole offensive game is just getting on base by the walk most of the time. That's how he gets on. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, it doesn't, how are you going to drive your leadoff guy in who gets on base if you're trying to take a walk? Hmm. And it's, uh, what stinks about it is I really hope that Bud doesn't look at today's game and go, okay, well, DJ lit off and it didn't work. On yeah, the that's next what thing. my fear is too. Yeah. So well, the same thing happened does. last year where we had a couple games with DJ in the leadoff spot to limited success. And we were all still worried about the same thing of, Bud's going to look at this and go, DJ in the leadoff spot doesn't work. It's always got to be Chuck in the leadoff spot. And, and here we are. Yeah. And then we'll, again, be the fourth worst offense in baseball. The um, the thing that was, we put all of our righties in, so I, I kind of liked that. Yeah. Um, we've, we've, hit, we've had Valeka play first twice now against lefties, which is, I like that. It may not work always, but it's a good idea. But the uh, the issue like, then becomes the issue then becomes if you have all your righties playing, then who are you going to sub in? Yeah, because then you're bringing in lefties to try to pinch hit against. Which is what happened. Cargo came in. They had a righty on, and they just switch him out. And then Cargo's now an out because he can't hit lefties. Right. And then and I, Blackman was not playing today. And our bench and pitch hitting is already looking in pretty rough shape for the start of the season. No successful pinch hitting opportunities. Uh, Talkman, McMahon, all hitless. Uh, it's yeah, McMahon, McMahon. McMahon also came in as a lefty and um, yeah. did struck out swinging. So we have yeah, no. He just looks well, over. Blake is a right-handed power bat. Besides Nato, yeah. Is that it? That's it. Tom I mean, Murphy? Chris has, Chris has some power. Hey, our triple team maybe. has some power on it right now. I Why mean, don't we talk about them? I would love to because... Yeah, let's do that. Rymel Tapia has a 1.571 OPS. Tom Murphy has a 1.476 OPS. Dahl has a 1,000 OPS. I mean, I feel like these guys should be here now. I know it's only mm-hmm. 15 or so at bat, so three of the day, small sample size, but I feel like they should be here. I understand the what? dull thing with the service time, but come on, man. Mm-hmm. Help me out here. So what's the what, what day did we decide that Dahl can come up? I think it's April. Might be tax Might be tax day or one of the... Yeah, right around April, mid-April. So in the next yeah. um, week or so, uh, Dahl would be able to come up without losing a, that year of service time so to be curious to see what happens when we get to that point yeah i'm still just slightly pissed peeved (laughs) i'm slightly perturbed by the fact that if we play all of our our right-handed bats against a lefty like sean newcomb at coors field and aren't getting anything going we got nobody off the bench anyway and that's not gonna that's not gonna change anytime soon because we're gonna bring up doll or tapia or Patterson would have to bring up Murphy if Murphy wants to hit. And then even then, that's your extra catcher, which you yeah. don't usually pinch hit unless you're Bud Black last night. Yeah, and then you would run into the whole thing of would they carry three catchers? What happens to Tony Walters at that point? Yeah, I think that's I think if Walters if they want to do three catchers, I think McMahon, Talkman, and Walter or um Val- Valeka might be the the ones that would go down. 
with how he's looked so far, and I know I, I just I wish he was getting regular at bats, and so that's kind of why I wish he was in AAA actually. Um, but with the way he looks so far, I would feel like it's Ryan McMahon that goes down. Yeah, I don't he's understand why you have to. Yeah, I don't know why you have him on the roster and don't play him. I understand you don't want to play him against a lefty. That's fine. But when you when you have a righty, just get him in the lineup. I don't yeah, understand. He's, he's over twelve so far. So yeah, it feels yeah. like we're wasting him. And, and so how many more yeah, games are you going to give McMahon though? Well, and it's not. I mean, it's not. I guess I would. I wish that they were either. They would either play McMahon like McMahon is starting every day, mm-hmm. or they would put McMahon in AAA because the whole thing of him coming into pinch hit and everything like that. I mean, he's played. He's he's got seven games and twelve plate appearances in those seven games. So he's not getting regular at bats by any stretch. Right. And and so then him coming in cold and striking out sure is not doing anything for Ryan McMahon's confidence or abilities or anything like that. And he, he's and he, had what, just the one start at first base so far this season? The, yeah, he just started that one day. So I mean, That's not enough. McMahon has already posted a point, a negative point two war. He's got, he's striking out 42% of the time. And I mean, yeah, it's in 12 plate appearances, but that's not he either, he needs to be, he needs to be swinging the bat and putting him on the benches and doing that. Well, the yeah. problem is Black is forced into starting Vileka, which I like, even though Vileka's not done anything yet. But, like, Vileka's a right-handed power bat, and that's all we've got. And there's going to be a ton of lefties we're going to face. Like, as soon as we start playing the Dodgers, I'm very worried. And, I mean, you have you have the righties with – you do. I mean, you do have Nolan, you have Story. Um, you have DJ, obviously, isn't a power guy, but he can hit for contact. And – so I mean, what are you talking about? DJ has two home runs. I mean, yeah, right. yeah. he's on, he's slated for like fifty. Just who you expected? But yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. Outside of those three guys, we don't have any regulars that bat. Name of it now. Yeah, Desmond. I mean, it just so we don't have any. I, so like, I guess even with mentioning Desmond, like I was saying, we don't have any right-handed hitters that can bat. I'd like to see <laughs> if uh, Valeka is able to start maybe turning things around finally cracked his first hit of the season tonight or this afternoon so maybe maybe he can start turning things around and looking a little bit more like he did last year because you know he he was a solid hitter last year and i would love to see him continue to do well especially if we can use him against left-handed pitchers he looks all right and if he can start putting together those actual hits then we're in business with him i think yeah i think we're gonna take a, a quick break to kind of maybe discuss the uh, the log jam once again and maybe talk about the pitching and that's how it's kind of a mixed bag right now so we will take a break and see you soon all right welcome back to rock pile talk pile we just wanted to mention something really quickly um para desmond cargo no, thank you. What, what? Every? It's not every day, but like many days. Too many days. One day is one too many. You know, actually, I do have mixed feelings about Para right now because sometimes he's doing these great plays, and other times he's doing these terrible plays. And I, I don't like think he's really hitting that well yet. He's an old outfielder. I feel like he's not that old, but he looks old out there, and he should be a fourth outfielder. And I don't enjoy seeing him do anything right now. 
Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, so far. It's not like his name's Ian. Come on. No, so, he's, I'm not like poo pooing Gerardo. I'm just, mm-hmm. if I watch one more ball drop in front of him again, I'm going to be super mad. Because <laughs> then when I look on MLB.com's catch probability, it's like, oh, 72%. What the heck are you doing? Sorry. And sometimes right. he has those great plays <laughs> like the one today where diving for that one but first for the in foul territory and he's also he's 30 so he's not that old he mm-hmm. looks old though like when he you watch him old. play he that's looks that's the hair old. that's <laughs> the hair maybe it is well and so far para mm-hmm. he's batting he's batting 207 but his he's in babip hill right now um yeah one of the lowest babips on the team so that's something that Fabip should normalize, and it should be right. his, his, his a two hundred eight right now, so it should be a lot higher. So that's something that could potentially pull him. But out the of more bats you give to Para and Desmond and Carter, the less bats you give to McMahon, and then now you're just backpedaling. Now you're just making it worse. The log the logjam that the Rockies have right now is unfortunate. It's a and self-created logjam, though. That's the problem. They didn't have to sign anybody. Yeah. I, mean, like, I love Cargo, was, but yeah. he sure didn't need to come back. Yeah, sure. That's, that's how that's how bad Nolan wanted him. Another yeah, season well, that's him, fine. Another season of him swinging at his shoelaces. <laughs> but he did hit that home run the other day, so yeah, he smoked that ball too. Yeah. Um, speaking of balls being smoked, some of the Rockies pitching is getting just. <sighs> Lit Rocky up. <laughs> I thought you were going to go to the Rocky Mountain Pole Boy. <laughs> yeah, that was where we were going. <laughs> that was a great segue. Good job. <laughs> That's a good alley oop. Speaking, yeah. um, speaking of smoked, have we taken the time to p- talk about the official smoked salmon of the Colorado Rockies? <laughs> yeah. Do we have smoked salmon? Oh, we probably we, do now. Did we talk about Pizza Ranch yet? I feel like Pizza Ranch. Oh my God, Pizza Ranch. ranch. I don't I'm, I'm split. Like, we have Pizza Ranch, and we keep talking about Pizza Ranch, and we keep doing worse. Yeah, we should... Uh, pizza Stop Ranch is the cause, cause of all our problems. I had never even you. heard of Pizza Ranch until spring training this year. It's, I mean, I get I get that the Rockies have a huge media market. Like, that mm-hmm. is fully understandable. But it is a little weird to me that the... Um, this Iowa Pizza Company. Well, yeah. I mean, they have a location in Fort Collins and a location in the Springs, and they're advertising like crazy in Rockies games. Like, like I said, I get that their media market is big, but you'd think that a, that a company maybe that would actually exist in Denver would be the one that would be targeting the team that's in Denver. Yeah. I, I'll beat you on one. I was listening to the game on, on audio at 850, and they were advertising the best deals in Denver are in Wyoming. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's factually not correct. How? <laughs> what am I supposed to uh, drive the two and a half hours north? It's it's an hour, and they'll pay for your gas if you don't find a car. All right. And now and now yeah, the pizza ranch. And now the, the, now I'm advertising for them. The pizza, oh, I think yeah. the pizza I think the pizza ranch meme has been has been officially driven into the ground in the first week of the season. Though. Yeah, oh, you're making, we're making some enemies right now. It's bad. So it's all it's sure. all Alex, it's all it's Alex's like, fault for making pizza. I'm watching their commercials <laughs> and it they don't even make their food look that appetizing in the commercials. That chocolate cactus bread, whatever mm. that they've got Corey shilling uh, from mm. his desk, does not yeah. even look that good. It doesn't. It doesn't God. look good. That guy's blown like 35 saves so far this year already. Which who what the cactus bread? Remember they say they talk about bringing the closer. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh, everybody's getting up. a piece of this cash. Speaking of like, blown saves, what you want from your closer. <laughs> Speaking of blown saves, uh, Wade was not so Wade. So well, it wasn't quite. 
there was so much Whoa. like people upset in the subreddit that Wade Davis gave up a run and it was his fifth appearance he gave one run at Coors Field like it's if you expect your closer to never give up a run you're going to have a bad time because and that's just true. not going to happen it also, didn't he get the dub? it happens mm-hmm. like yeah, it'll not happen. everyone it'll is going to have that god what was the streak that Greg Holland had to start uh, last season 2015 or something no is it the 20s was it It was in the 20s it was like 24 or something yeah yeah but um, all i know right. is, is if rocky fans want to do that yeah if you want to complain about wade davis just go look at kenley jansen right now it's getting lit <laughs> up right yeah and jansen's velocity is way down like he looks like he's got a problem not that That's he's just rough. pitching poorly yeah so if y'all want to yeah. complain about wade davis look further west and, and it's watch like outside of that club, outside struggling. of that one run He's looking great. He has. I think somebody was talking about how Wade Davis just looks more confident out there than Greg Holland ever did. And I would agree with that. Like, Davis looks like he's out there to mow guys down. It also looks like he doesn't fall off the mound. (laughs) It's hard to look confident. You're like, oh, you're not fall over. I mean, he's got the second highest K-9 on the team, which the highest, uh, we all know, is Adovino, who is... Ridiculous. Holy cow, Adovino has looked good. Yeah, he's looked so good. But Small sample size. Um, who cares? It's well. still disgusting. Yeah, he... Adovino looks good. I, I My favorite was when he, he let up a... Uh, it was a pop fly, so he still got the out at one point last last week, and it lowered his caper 9 to 24. Yeah. He's sitting a uh, sixteen point five, I think, K per nine. Sixteen point five right now. Um, yeah, he's already posted point three WAR, which for a reliever <laughs> to have posted that in the beginning of the season is pretty incredible. It's you know who is not posting good WAR right now? Chris Russin. What's going on? Ooh. Yeah, Russin figured out. Find just... out next. <laughs> <laughs> Russin, yeah, Russin's stuff is up across the board. His ERA is high. His FIPS high. His XFIPS high. Um, his walks are high. Yeah, he has a higher walk yeah. percentage than strikeout percentage, which is not ideal. It's it's yeah, it's rare for Russin. I think though that Russin is just I think it's just a early season little. Yeah, I'm thinking he's going to start. I'm thinking he's going to start settling into it. Yeah, I mean nothing looks different about him. He's throwing the same pitches. He's his velocity is the same. Everything like that. It just it hasn't worked so far. I think he'll be fine. So can we evaluate the argument of um, relief pitchers and pitchers trying to figure things out versus the offense? Because either way, it's a small sample size, but we are more worried about the entire offense being down against Braves pitchers who shouldn't be that great versus our relief pitchers who haven't figured it out yet. Is there... I think I'm more worried about the offense because the offense was bad last year too. I'm worried about the offense, and it's especially like... It feels like the same thing as last year where these small leads feel totally insurmountable and the pitching has no backup whatsoever so they have no room for error they have to be perfect but you can't expect them to be perfect every single outing it's just not going to happen yeah kyle didn't even pitch poorly today and he had to take an l kyle was fine quality start had five strikeouts had only three earned runs i mean the home runs were bad but Still I mean, the one that runs. Talkman lost his glove on, it looked like he had it, and then all of a sudden the wind just kept carrying it. I was I was watching the game and going, what's going to happen if uh, the ball's in his glove back behind the wall? I thought he had Dex- it Remember first. when Dexter Fowler lost yeah. his glove over the wall that time? Yeah. yeah it was like 2012. Yeah. It was a while back. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, Kyle Freeland did. He had a quality start. And so if your starting pitcher goes out and gives mm-hmm. up three runs over six innings, at Coors Field, you're pretty happy about that. And the offense just died. 
Yeah, you should win that game. Yeah. Almost every time. Right. I mean, that's, right. A, that's a great start. Let's let's take a let's take another guess. How many games have the Rockies scored more than three runs in the ten games we've played so far? Evan three. already knows this. It's three. He knows it. Yeah. Because he didn't. He he read it. Wrote it in his write up. I did. Post game. I don't remember what you called it. Now it's play. I'm blanking. It's the, it's the rock it's, pile recap because everybody rock pile about recap. the title. Well, it's it's actually four. But um, <laughs> is it four? Yeah, it was oh, the Rockies no. five five two, Rockies eight four, Rockies seven four, Rockies eight. There was two against Diamondbacks, two against the Padres. We just scored four more. Quick, Evan, edit, Jack, edit, edit this out. <laughs> but either way, I'll take, I mean, I'll those take are only fours. Because uh, in, yeah. in my in my recap, I'm still right. <laughs> We're not gonna just like, go in there, put like seven comments on. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's like three fifty five, and you're still wrong. Hey, the way no, I wrote um, it, the way I wrote it in the recap is actually correct, which is we've only your had, recaps are great. I appreciate that. I like them. Me too, especially the, for games that I miss. I mean, that's, so that's, that's sort of the whole point of them. <laughs> I know I complained about it a ton last year, and I'm going to be complaining about it again this year. I feel like that when the Rockies trail entering the fifth inning, they don't win the game. Hmm. And that so far has been the case as well. When they've trailed entering the fifth inning, they've lost. Yeah, these 2018 Rockies certainly look like the 2017 Rockies. Yeah, but Chris Iannetta. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Iannetta's look good, but it's, it's, it's something that we all, I think, we're... We, ho- we all hoped that the offense last year was just kind of collectively in a slump. And secretly, we all kind of knew that the offense this year was just going to be exactly like last year. And I mean, so far, it's exactly like last and year. Ionetta, I, I like Ionetta, but he really is filling that same role as Lucroy was second half of last year. Which is year, not. Which is. What's well, not enough. Get on base via the walk, which is what he was doing. And, you know, we were all begging, Brightish, please sign somebody for hitting and that didn't happen and I think maybe we're going to be active at the trade deadline looking for offense yeah. at this point you know that Thursday uh, Padres game uh, we actually won 3-1 to one based on the ninth inning but we never trailed nice That's so good. does yeah, anybody it, it, it's the trailing thing if we're behind by a run going into the fifth inning we had the third worst record of any team last year and I feel like that's going to continue again this year so when's um, the first time we're going to win a game when we were trailing I'm going to be for three games. I'm going to miss May 19th. Dang, May that's 19th. probably Jeff Hoffman's pitching debut this year. <laughs> when, do we play Kenley, when do we play Giants. When do we play Kenley Jansen? Oh, May 21st. Yeah. <laughs> so, May, so May 19th is at the Giants, which I would be very happy if we came back and won a game against mm-hmm. the Giants. Yeah. 21st is, is Dodgers. It's, it's crazy that we play San Diego 10 times in the month of April and we don't play the Dodgers until middle of May, end of May. Yeah. Maybe they're the like, you know, if we actually have to like postpone this series for good because of all the rainouts, nobody really care because where's <laughs> the Padres? Yeah, it's a kind of a weird quirk in the schedule. And another weird quirk in the schedule, I don't know if you guys noticed, but on Friday there were nine games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bizarre. Weird. There was a lot of home openers. I don't understand why we didn't have a home opener on Thursday with the off day Friday. Not like it would have helped much because wasn't Thursday kind of crappy weather wise too. Mm-hmm. But it was. It was. I mean, I was outside with my dogs in shorts 
and a sweater, but it was Thursday was certainly more agreeable than Friday was. Yeah. So I mean, I think the Rockies push. I think they really push for that Friday home opener, and I think that they give up opening like having an actual opening day, like their first game being the opening day, mm-hmm. in order to get that Friday home opener because it's become such a part of of Denver. I I think I mentioned to you guys that um, there's a guy that moved here from Virginia that thought that he would just go grab some opening day tickets and it'd be no big deal and all of us were like no like it's a part of the culture in denver opening day i mean you go down there and and you tailgate and you the bars are packed at noon so i think the rockies really push for that friday day and i'm glad they do because it's like the best day of the year yeah jason really when we don't let it four rooms oh man you gotta tailgate (laughs) it's the one day a year that they turn a blind eye to tailgating so you gotta take advantage of it right Oh yeah, Jason's comments in our Slack that night were super happy. Oh yeah, yeah that's a great the, guy, the guy was a joyful man. <laughs> I just was oh, there's the three dollar Coors Lights on um, on the rooftop, which are a pretty decent deal. Can't beat that. Um, the 25th anniversary lager is actually pretty good. Worth that, checking uh, out. That Coors makes. They didn't run Coors out of that one. They didn't. Well, and we're supposed it's supposed to be nice weather i think for the games all week so hopefully i mean i think they were i think they announced the crowd of forty three thousand today um yesterday there were a lot of people there there were still a lot of people there friday even though it was 28 degrees outside um, yeah that sounds so, brutal those were some troopers out there yeah it was there miserable was, man yeah um so i think the attendance will stay good for the week too and hopefully maybe that'll rally the troops to go out and score some runs maybe if we start a series warmer our bats won't be so cold <laughs> that's it that's what it was need hats for bats yeah, yeah. we need jobo in here <laughs> how many how many more games uh pitched would you guys feel before you can be confident about um the small sample size being overcome by our starting pitchers because um, we had we had that tyler anderson game and we had that tyler anderson game Right, where yeah, where he went from awful to Cy Young. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. Same thing with Marquez. It's so, I'd say end of May probably is where I would feel like we've established what our pitches are going to be. Yeah. End of May. I still feel weird that Chad Bettis is our veteran at 29, and he's he's doing fine. He's had the most. He's been the most consistent of our starters so far. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Marquez had a good game, then a bad game. Anderson had a bad game, then a good game. Gray had a bad game and a good game. I guess Kyle had two good games, didn't he? Yeah, Kyle's had a couple good games. Um, yeah. And Freeland's first start guys, was, again, totally fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was nothing you were going to complain about. But um, Hoffman's supposed to be uh, sidelined until the end of April because of that shoulder. They said he was going to start a rehab game in Lancaster. I can't remember what they said. Yes, tomorrow or this week sometime. Which is another launching pad. Uh, Yeah. So I think I I pointed out um, today with Kyle Freeland just because I was curious because I feel like Sunday Kyle Freeland is like a great pitcher. So now if you include the final game of the year last year when he only pitched three innings against the Dodgers and it was very much just a game that they played because they had to play it like the playoffs were set or anything like that um, mm-hmm. if you, even if you include that game over the last 36 innings that Kyle Freeland has pitched on a Sunday at Coors Field he's given up nine runs which you'll take all day long yeah um, so all Sunday yeah Sunday Freeland is like you gotta, t- you gotta tune into Sunday Freeland because as John mentioned on the subreddit Sunday Freeland was also who took a no hitter uh, eight and a third innings. So. Dang you, Milt, Milky amazing. Cabrera. Yeah, I never like him now. But 
So if you see that Kyle Freeland is pitching on a Sunday at Coors Field, you should just get tickets and go because you might see something awesome. Do you oh, think sure. we have just any solutions tickets. to the offense? The solution is is to bring up all the young guys, throw them out there, and say, y'all save us, which is not the best strategy. Or we could go the Evan route and trade for someone, but that's not going to be until at least June. Well, we have to lose a bunch more games before then. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I'm, I've got my fingers crossed that front office is noticing... How, how bad Desmond how bad is. It is how bad Desmond is, but at the same time, uh, I think somebody was talking about in the in the GDT today. Of uh, it would take a lot to offload Desmond on anybody. Oh, we, Desmond's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you can you can get rid of that thought. One can dream. So what? Uh, We're just dead that, money. The thing that popped into my head the other day, as far as the trade scenario goes, is. And we all know, and according to Patrick Sondre, even DJ knows that he will not be a Rocky next year. So, how do you? What would you put the odds at that Rodgers is, is? What do you put the odds at that somebody like Rodgers is up at the deadline and DJ gets traded? Hmm. I'd put it pretty low unless we're out of it. Then 30. I would put it pretty high. So do you think but, they'll give? I mean, so because my concern is that. I don't think DJ will get qualifying offer money on the on the market. So do we just let DJ go and get nothing for him? I don't. I think they're willing to give him the qualifying offer. I think they're willing. They were willing to give that chance to Michael Kadire, which was we all thought was a mistake, and we lucked out there. We gave it to uh, Greg Holland, which almost screwed us. Did right. we give it to Carlos? I don't remember if we gave it to Cargo. We didn't, did we? We did not give it to Cargo. Yeah. And he's still wallowed out there. So, I don't know. I think they'll offer... I think they'll give DJ the qualifying offer, and he... So, the qualifying offer in 2018 is $17.4 million. Um, mm. And that's, that will likely go up next year because you have so many guys... There's a lot of big-name free agents hitting the market next year, and the qualifying offer is based on the, the mean salary of the 125 highest-paid players in Major League Baseball. So... Mm. Qualifying offer could be huge next year. And do you think DJ is worth $17.4 million? I don't, but I think we'll still offer it to him. And I don't think we're a highly nostalgic team. I I love, I mean, that's why car goes back. If anything, I love DJ. I really do, but he is absolutely not worth $17.4 million. Yeah, he's not. And he's, he knows that. Uh I mean, it's not something you would as a player, obviously ever want to admit, but DJ is not going to get $17.4 million. I think, though, that the nostalgia that this team has can be an issue, especially with, like, I love Cargo. Everybody loves Cargo. Of course you love Cargo. But him being back does create this big log jam, and he's still not really showing us that he was worth bringing back. Yeah, he had that home run. Yeah, he's got the triple. But, yeah, he's still doing pretty much everything that 2017 Cargo did wrong. Right. Yeah, he's swinging at a lot of garbage. I think if we're actually trying to fix our offense, I think we have to make a trade for a right-handed power bat of some of our outfielders or something. Like get like a 26-year-old right-handed power bat or something for some of our left-handed outfielders or something and somebody else. Because we, I mean, we got to free something up. They could do what I do in OOTP and just find somebody who has two years left on their contract, trade for them, so you get a, half, a year and a half of them. That'd be perfect. Ideal. That would work out well. I mean, and even like you talk about the the power bat, and it's 
I mean, there's the Desmond contract is such a void that I mean, wouldn't you rather have Todd Frazier, for example, and be paying right. less? Mm-hmm. Or there's I mean, there's just so many right-handed guys out there that you would have over Desmond that you could have for cheaper that could play the same position. And on Desmond, if Drew Goodman says one more time, "Oh, all you people thought that Desmond oh, couldn't yeah. play first base." No. Nobody thought it. Desmond couldn't play first base, Drew. Nobody thought that. Can't do it, man. Oh, my gosh. I Don't said, do it to me I said something too. really mean about Drew yesterday that I kind of feel bad for now after after should. that whole thing. But <laughs> it's like nobody doubted that Desmond could play first. Nobody, yeah, a, nobody thought that. People thought it was stupid great, to pay him $70 million to play first. To play first. He's a, he's a great athlete, as we all know. But <laughs> athlete. Uh, he mentions he mentions it every game now. Every time that Desmond makes a play at first, you get Drew out there going, "See, and people thought he couldn't play first base." It's like, no, they didn't. And I don't know why to begin with. Drew is so defensive about it. Is Ian Desmond like your secret son or something? Because I mean, Ian Desmond's a really nice guy, and I, I know that people love him, like in the media and stuff. And Goodman's a huge character guy. If a guy is a is a nice guy, then Goodman will go to bat for them forever and will never criticize them, which is an unfortunate part of that but and then speaking of goodman did i mentioned it and i think john you agreed that it seemed like goodman and houston were a little salty with each other last night yeah it was kind of weird and i wasn't paying super close attention to the audio i was i was kind of doing something while i was watching the game so i was kind of looking up and down and so i didn't really notice anything today but yeah that was definitely weird yesterday yeah their vibe was weird and then houston made a short joke and that made it worse (laughs) yeah that's mean What's wrong with so, you, bro? Yeah. But so yeah, Desmond back to Desmond being the player that there's so many right handed hitters out there, Zach, that I mean, I'm sure you guys. That's what I'm looking them. at. So I was I looking at right handed hitters who are home runs, uh, with home run potential. Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, we could have had him. We could have had we could have yeah. had Ozuna. And now he's with uh-huh. the Cardinals hanging out with Greg Holland. I would um, have loved to What about seen. this one? What about this one, guys? Adam Duval of the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, yeah. the strikeouts, but... Yeah, strikeouts. I, just looking at his ISO. I don't, I I don't care about the strikeouts. I know. Like, <laughs> what I, so, the Reds are a team that is, towards the back end of their rebuild, they remind me of the 2015 Rockies, where they have some guys that are up, but then they still have some guys that are just terrible on their roster. So, Adam Duvall might be a piece that the Reds are willing to trade. I think he's still arbitration eligible. Well, it's mean. You don't really surprise me. Steven Souza Jr. is on there, and he hit 30 home runs and Tampa Bay. Well, yeah, he's with the Diamondbacks now. I know, and he could have been gotten, too. So here's the... I mean, heck, if we're right. not even that worried about strikeouts because they're going to happen, we could have just brought back Mark Reynolds on a cheap deal. Dude, he's, still a, he's still a free agent. No, thank you. Yeah. I'll pass on that one. I'll pass on that one. Hey, guys, Will Myers. That's who we should get. I would love Will Myers here rather than the Padres. I'm sure he'd love it here, too. Yeah, then he wouldn't be able to destroy us anymore. Can we convert uh, this Christian Villanueva guy into an outfielder? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hunter Uh, Renfro's up there with 26. Padres would be more than happy to get rid of him. Renfro. Oh, so, okay, so on the Padres front, uh, how did you guys see, I'm sure you saw, all the people arguing in the Padres that... um, the strike zone is what lost for them. Yeah, like complaining about the ninth inning strike zone. And then if you actually look at the ninth inning strike zone, there was one pitch that was maybe a little suspect. Brooks Baseball had it within the realm of a strike. ESPN mm-hmm. had it as a strike. MLB.com had it as a strike. And Padres fans were convinced that they lost the game because the strike zone somehow got smaller. Nah. Even though nothing about it changed. 
I don't know. We had a bad strike zone some of today and some of yeah last night, but that's not what lost us the game. Oh. You oh. know what? I would really like Trey Mancini. Okay, you'd have to give up a lot for Bam Bam. I know, but if you want like to have a right-handed outfielder, it's a lot to give up. I, I know, know, but like, I'm we're, sure we're trying to get Nato. We're getting Nato and Chuck at their prime. The starting pit rotation is finally starting to get into it. You gotta go big. I do at love some Trey Mancini. Yeah, so do the Orioles, who are not convinced that they're out of it. <laughs> oh, come on, Orioles. So. You have no starting reputation. Hey, uh, Ubaldo Jimenez might come back and be 2010 Ubaldo again. Yeah, you know who has a lower walk rate as a starting pitching group than the Rockies? The Orioles. Oh. Just oh we didn't even get into that. How, ba- how bad is our, our walks as, as Rockies starters? Yeah, so we have a 11.1 walk percentage as oh, a pitching group as a whole. The teams that are worse than us, the team that we just played, the Braves, they're at almost 14%. And you've got the Twins at 13%. And then you've got the Angels at 12%, the Rays at 11%, and the Pirates at 11%. So only the Angels above us, and I guess the Twins are expected to do well, but not because they're starting pitching. The Angels are really the only team that's good, that's a worse than us in walk percentage. So there seems to be a theme with all of these teams in bad walk percentages. In leadoff walks, too. I mean, there's nothing that kills me more than leadoff walks. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, forgot to mention we're tied for the, with the Padres. I don't know. So, yeah, a four-pitch leadoff walk, I think, kills four you more than a leadoff walk, walk uh, in general. Yeah. Um, so how about we look forward to next week and how great it's going to be because we're playing the Padres and we're probably going to score more than a couple of runs. Well, we play Clayton Richard, that cheesy hey. guy. and uh, The cheesy Luis guy got Pondomo. us. I don't yeah, know why did. the cheesy guy got us. I told you guys he was talented, and that's why I said one nothing. And I was uh-huh. this close. Yeah. DJ LeMahieu ruined everything. But thankfully he did because then we would have tied. But anyways, then we get Perdomo for the third game, who is an extreme talent. ground ball pitcher but gives up a lot of home runs. Yeah. Um, it's the Padres though. Let's just do. Um, is it three game or four game? Three game. It's three. Yeah. So, do you think we sweep them? Um, I don't know if we sweep them. I think. Uh, I mean, I think, I think uh, realistically, we don't. Yeah, I say two hmm. of three. Two of three. I mean, we got John Gray. He's going to give us something, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And Oh, he dominates the Padres, too. Yeah. Can he ever get 16 strikeouts against the Padres again? Yes. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Calling it. <clears throat> Do you think we're going to start hitting... Okay, when's the next time we're going to home run that's not a solo shot? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to go. I got this. Friday. Go. Thursday. I'm going to... No, I mean, you know, fifth Christian. inning tomorrow against Clayton Richard. Richard? Richard? There we go. Richard. <laughs> fifth inning tomorrow against Clayton Richard. It's going to be Charlie and DJ are going to be first and third, one out, and Nolan's going to hit a home run. Jeez. Super specific. All right. Um, I'm going to go Tuesday in the seventh inning, and... 
is going to be Charlie and somehow Ionetta because he's in eighth again. Okay. Super <laughs> specific. I like it. I like, the, I like how specific we're getting. Because there's no way we can be wrong. Right. Just makes it that much more believable when it actually happens. Put a lot of pressure on you now, Evan. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Wednesday. Uh, More specific. You really really put me on the spot. It's so easy to be so specific and be so right. I'm going to go... random names. I'm going to go Wednesday. I'm going to go... Chuck on second, DJ on first. Uh, And... Yeah, I'll say Nolan. Nice. I feel like we're the same. Oh, and uh, for everybody listening, Jason apparently had to drop out. So this is twice now that Evan's been on and someone has had to leave the podcast Mm -hmm. because of technical difficulties. It's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Or or we could just... So so I'm Jason right now. Hi, everybody. It's me, Jason. I'm going to say the Rockies hit a two-run shot in Tuesday night against Brad Hand to nice. win the game on a walk-off hit. Man, Jason, that's bold. I know. The Rockies always come back from behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we probably have uh, pestered you guys enough. Um, we're worried about the offense. The starting pitching... Still kind of, who knows? Wishy-washy. Wishy-washy. Russin's going to get better. He will. I will guarantee that one. Yeah. Otto will probably get worse. I don't know. He looks just He looks lost in and confident right now. It's really nice. Um, But we'll be here trying to mop it up and figure out what we can do with this team and look forward to when they figure it out themselves. It's a good sign up, Zach. <laughs> yeah. That's that's Rip. it for the Rock Pile Talk Pile. I'm Trey Mancini of the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> if only. And um, I'm, uh, I'm apparently every single prospect in AA that had to get traded to Baltimore to make that happen. <laughs> I'm free agent Mark Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason well, is Ubaldo Jimenez because he disappeared. <laughs> he signed off. Now, is he 2010 Ubaldo Jimenez or 2018 no, he, Ubaldo? He's definitely Jimenez. wild card game against the Blue Jays. Ubaldo Jimenez. That Ugh. seems that seems mean for Jason. Actually, yeah, no, I should say he's Zach Britton because he's not here now. He's Zach Britton, <laughs> oh. wild card. Man, we worked the Orioles in there so much. <laughs> they're they're we're so similar sometimes. We really are. <laughs> Well, it's, there was a lot of thinking that uh, cargo for the offseason might end up with the Orioles or something. I, There's I, a lot of... The number of I times was, we've almost traded with the Orioles, I think, is like 20. It's a lot. And it's always cargo. It's always, and it's or, always uh, nothing gets done because... It's always just, almost. Yeah. Always almost. Signing off, the Rockies are always almost. <laughs> always almost. Always we'll almost. see you guys soon. Bye, guys. Hey, take care. <laughs> <laughs>